What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power in Pros podcast. I want to talk to you about something that we do all the time. And I'm really not sure <laughs> why we do this, but it's a thing. And it's tied to imposter syndrome. So if you have experienced that before you're experiencing it right now, then you'll get it. I recently ordered something and <laughs> I don't know why we do this. They sent me the email being like, hey, this is your tracking number. I get the tracking number and I immediately, I mean, I immediately click on the link and went to FedEx.com. Babe, you, the package is not there. It hasn't left the facilities. It's not on its way, but the tracking number was sent. So you know that your package is coming. That's, that's how it goes. Same thing happened. I just moved into my new building and I got a key fob for the amenities, right? So I get the key fob and immediately I went to the floor where the amenities are and I'm over here trying to swipe in and my fob did not work. And so I went downstairs. I talked to the doorman. I'm like, hey, my fob isn't working. And he's like, when did you get it? And I was like, oh, less than an hour ago. He was like, yeah, sometimes it takes a second, but you'll get in. It's like, yeah, you have the access. You have what you need. You have confirmation that you are going where you want to go, but you can't get there yet. And sometimes that activates this feeling of fraudship or I don't actually, I think us going to check is what starts it, that, that we have, it's the proof that we have that feeling because if I get the tracking number, then I know my package is on the way. I know I ordered it. I can look at my bank statement and see that that money came out, okay? And the website usually tells you, okay, your package is expected to be delivered by X day. And that day is never the day that you get the tracking number. It just isn't. By me getting the tracking number and then going immediately to check, it's like I'm like, y'all send my package, right? And it's like, yes, that's why you have a tracking number. Why do we do that? Why do we see the promises of God or we will see a opportunity, an email will come our way, a DM. And then we start to immediately operate from a space of fraudship versus a place of being a victor, a place of like, okay, what I want to attract is indeed coming to me. What I desire, the desired outcome that I have, me getting my package, me being able to go to the gym, I will be able to get there because the key is in my hand to have access to that place. The tracking number is in my inbox, so I'm able to see it coming. And I think it's easier to understand when you don't have proof of something. That's what we talk about, right? How do you know if you're hearing God? How do you know if this is the right opportunity you're supposed to take? How do I know X, Y, Z? And there are plenty of moments, times, YouTube videos, all the things talking about when you haven't gotten confirmation of something. But I want to talk about when we do have confirmation of something, when you see that it's starting to happen, when you see a shift has taken place, when you see a change has occurred, and yet we're still operating out of this place of, I might not get what I want. I might not receive it. And what do we do? We talk differently about it. And so I got on the phone with my sister and I was like, yeah, like I can't get, I can't get into the gym. I don't got access to the gym. That's not true. I do have access to the gym. I do have access to the rooftop, right? All the things. 
I have access to them and I can use them whenever I want. But there was a window before my access started, but it didn't mean that I didn't have access to come, right? But I was talking to her on FaceTime as if what I wanted was never going to occur, that it wasn't going to come my way. And what does that then do? Our language, we talk about it all the time. It impacts how we believe things about ourselves, about the world, other people, what we believe about God, and the other words to come out of our mouth. And so the more that I say I don't have access to that, then what if I go to something else? And it's like, uh, I don't know. They're going to let me in, right? And there's this phenomenon going around where everybody is pulling up to stuff with no ticket and getting in. I just, one of my friends, she went to a jazz night and she got ready, put on her makeup, her fit, pulled up to the sold out event and was able to actually sit in like the VIP section and was like the first three rows at this sold out event that she just dared to go to, right? But what message does she have to tell herself when she's putting on her makeup, when she's picking on her outfit, while she's on FaceTime with her friends, as she was having her playlist going while she was in the shower? She had to tell herself things that were indicative of the outcome that she wanted to reach. But if she was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get in, or I'm probably not going to whatever, it starts at her house, right? That's how it starts. But even her fit can kind of be not really all the way on because she's like, well, just in case they send me home, I don't want to be wasting an outfit. If that's the energy, then when you get to the door, you ain't going to look like you're supposed to be in a VIP. So I'm not going to put you there, right? That's what people think. A lot of this is optics. And so by her having that mindset of like, I'm getting in. I'm going to listen to this music, okay? She, that's what happened. She was able to experience something, even though everything else around her didn't really confirm it except the fact that she had access to the train, she had access to where the venue was, and she was going to pull up. That's what we need to do. We need to have this, this response to that imposter syndrome, this response to that feeling of, dang, I got exposed, right? So when I was able to go to FedEx.com and I didn't see, it was like, oh, error, sorry, XYZ. I could have panicked and I could be like, oh, I need to email customer support and make sure they're sending my stuff and they need to send me a new tracker number because this was not working, da, da, da. And it's like, no, you just got the tracker number three seconds ago. Like nothing has happened <laughs> for them to even tell you where the package is at because the package ain't nowhere. It ain't started its journey yet. You just have access to knowing that a journey is about to begin. And sometimes that's all we need. When you are reading scripture, when you get an idea in your head, that is your proof that a journey is about to begin. You have the ability to get insight on something, even though you don't have the rest of the pieces to outline how it's going to pan out. So I don't know if my package is starting in California and then it's going to go to Kansas City and then it's going to come to me or if it's going to start in New Jersey and then come to me or, you know what I'm saying? I don't have that purview, but I know that a package is going to end up at my address. And so because of that, I can start to plan, okay, once my package gets here, where am I going to put it? I know that I'm putting the thing that the package comes in in the recycling, right? Like I have all these next steps because I'm walking like a person who has a package on the way. I'm walking like there's something that's promised to me that I've invested in that's going to yield a return. That's how we have to move is that if I say something out of my mouth, 
it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen in this way, it's going to happen in that way. If I don't connect with that person and they don't have what I need, this person will have what I need. If this opportunity was a closed door, it's going to lead me to the door that's open. That's how we have to move. And a lot of times when we get that first inkling of something, we go full force. We send the email, we do whatever. I had a dope idea. Oh my gosh. I had a dope idea. And I sent some emails, some DMs, some LinkedIn messages, and it's been quiet on set. <laughs> Ain't heard nothing from nobody that I reached out to. And I wasn't thinking now, my idea sucks. It's the wrong timing. It's the wrong whatever. I'm like, okay, I just haven't found the partner to help me execute said idea, but the idea is happening. It's a good idea and it's going to be lit when it pop off, right? So that's the thought. That's the message that I'm telling myself. And so when I'm messaging new people, continuing to reach out, that is going to come through that I believe that this idea is dope. I believe that you are a dope partner to help me execute this idea. Let's connect. And that's the energy versus a, oh, well, if you happen to maybe have five minutes, we could kind of sort of get on the call. I'll kind of tell you about the idea, but if you don't have time, it's okay. I understand. Have a good day. It's like, okay, girl, you ain't going to get no calls. Like you have to believe it. And when you tell you messages about you and not that you're going to be found out as a fraud or that, oh, this new era that you're walking into, it actually isn't a new era. It's the old era wrapped in new clothing. If that's what you're saying, it's going to come out in how you move. And what will happen is you'll be wasting time getting new messages actually that feed the negative thoughts that you started in your head. So me going to FedEx.com and them telling me error, it was a waste of time. I knew I wasn't going to see no details when I clicked on that. And me clicking on it anyway and then getting that message, it's like, eh, like it's a flag on a play. Do not press go. Do not collect $200. You can't do nothing here. And I could have let, that could have started a whole new wave of anxiety for me, for real, you know? And I think there are times where we'll know something is not the right timing or X, Y, Z, but we kind of move forward anyway. When we do that, it can have an inverse thing and it can reinforce that feeling of I'm not worthy, that feeling of uh, my idea is kind of whack, that feeling of nobody wants to work with me, nobody supports what I'm doing. It can kind of reinforce that when that's not the real message. It's just you were engaging in an activity that was a waste of time from jump. When we walk in the posture and in the space of what I'm doing benefits me, it benefits other people, and it's going to yield a result. You're able to walk like it's going to yield you a result and you feel it and other people feel it and it starts to build. That feeling builds on top of new feelings that you could have. Energy transfers, right? But when we get negative feelings, that also builds and it compounds. And what we're trying to do is use our language paired with action to get us new things, things that we've never experienced before, talk to new people that we've never experienced, go to new places that we've never been. Some I want to go to places I can't even pronounce, okay? But I want to be out living large and in charge. But for me to do that, I have to own the places I can pronounce. I have to own New York City. I can pronounce that. <laughs> I got to own this space. And then when I go to Mallorca, which I was saying Mallorca, <laughs> I'll have a good old time there. But it's because I won't feel like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't know how to dress in this place. I don't know how to whatever, right? Like, that's what we do sometimes. When we go to a new space, we start to make ourselves go backward. And, and you have no reason to do it other than you telling yourself, 
that that's what you're supposed to do. So I want to come against imposter syndrome today because it really is, it's a real feeling and I felt it. So I know, but it's also very fake and made up very fake and made up. And sometimes we feed the realness by engaging in activities that are a waste of time. So the first way that we can combat it is not engaging in things that are a waste of time. And you know, you know what be wasting our time. We know what those things are. Sometimes for me, scrolling on social, it's just not it. It's a lot of zanies and fools saying a lot of zany and foolish things. And so sometimes I'm just like, this is a waste of time for me. What makes me feel good when I go to bed at night is that I got my to-do list done, that I got some things off my list. But for me to get things off my list, I can't waste time. I get so much time in the day and I have to use it wisely. When I use it wisely, I feel less guilt. When I feel less guilt, then I actually feel empowered. I feel courage. I feel confidence. And I'm like, okay, I'm really doing this thing. Okay. My content is going to be helpful. It's going to be impactful. I spent enough time thinking thoroughly about what I'm doing. I was able to execute this idea. I actually got another idea I can pair with this to make it stronger. I start to move in a way that feeds what I want. I want to be confident in what I'm doing. And when I don't waste time, I have more time to put into what I want to do. And that additional time allows me to do additional things. When I do additional things, it makes me feel more productive. When I'm more productive, then I can rest well. When I rest well, I usually rethink about my day. When I rethink about my day, I have the messages of, I did that. I know somebody, I'm getting messages from other people. They're telling me how I helped them, X, Y, Z, right? And it starts to build on the feeling that I already had because I didn't waste time scrolling on social media, right? And so I have to remind myself that sometimes I stand in my own way of the negative thought patterns that I have and my negative thought patterns mess with my mouth. (laughs) They impact what I say. But when I allow thought patterns to sit with me for a second, the positive ones. And then I reinforce them with things that are in the direction of that. And I don't waste time on other things. I start to see messages that don't come from me that reinforce that as well. Right. And so, um, y'all know we are, we, we are, we eat. And when you eat negative things or you eat things that kind of tell you these negative things, that's, that's what you become. But when you're able to eat things that are positive and they speak to the truth of who you are, the truth of who God says that you are, the truth of what you feel deep in your belly, it starts to come out. And so we have to just, um, I just want to caution us to that this week. Don't be trying to swipe into something and you just got access yesterday. It might not work. You ever been to a hotel and your key doesn't work? You're like, I just got this key. It's like, yeah, well... You just got the key. So you have access. That's your room. You've already paid for it. You've booked it. Nobody else can go in that room the days that you are at that hotel. That is true. But you could be having a little distance between your access right now, but that doesn't mean that it's not yours. And so I, the power tool this week is stake your claim in the mind first. So where you're headed, what you want, what you're looking for. It has to be yours in your mind, first and foremost, before it can be yours 
out in the world. And sometimes, of course, please, God will surprise you. It'll be some stuff that we cannot think. And the word says that, that God will give you more than you could ask for, think, or imagine. So it's not uh, the only way that things can come to you is you got to think it and then you'll become it. It's not the only way. But we, it also says in the word that as a man thinketh, so is he. And so what you think happens. It's powerful. What we think makes things pop off in this world, right? And so you want your access, you want that door to open in your mind before it opens out in the world. And that is a major key to get rid of the imposter syndrome because a lot of times imposter syndrome is because what you're experiencing out in the world and what you experience in your head, two different things. When they're two different things, and they start to fight at each other and they're trying to see which one's going to win. And most of the time, because the negative message is so powerful or it's been with you a longer time, that is where the imposter syndrome comes in. Because it's like, well, I'm really this, but they might, they might, they they thinking I'm this, but I'm not. But when your minds and your experience start to match up, there's no reason to think that you're an imposter because in your head, you're like, yeah, I'm a winner. So when you start to win even a little bit in the real world, you're like, yeah, this that's what I do. I win. Yeah, that's what I do. I create. So when somebody calls you a creator, you're not like, uh, how like I don't like content creator. It's like, well, no, I do create content. So thank you. Right? So I have to, I've been having to do that. Somebody's like, oh, I love, like, yeah, you're on YouTube now, right? It's like, yeah, I am indeed on YouTube, right? So you start to own it. You stake the claim in your mind. So when you get it in the world, you're like, yeah. That's it. And you can own it. And when you sit there, that's where the power is, right? Can't nobody tell you nothing. And this is fully with humility, but can't nobody come at what you have. It can only get bigger. Even when you experience a loss, you're learning. Even when people step away, you're like, all right, who are the people I need for this next season of my life? Even when people don't respond to the emails, you're like, okay, how can I make this email sharper? How can I send it to a new audience and garner different results. Like you start to think differently because you think differently about who you are, about what you're going to get, about where God has you growing. Stake the claim in your mind. Make what you want and what you see in your head the same. When what you want, you want to be successful, you want to have more money, you want to have whatever is one thing. But in your head, you're like, eh, I'm a little key bad with money or, uh. Eh, I can only be successful up to this point, and you put a ceiling on yourself, uh, you're going to likely experience imposter syndrome because you have not decided that you're not going to be an imposter for the desire that you have. You've, you've made it that you'll be a fraud already in your mind. But if in your, in your mind, you're a person that they would naturally have that thing, then there's no way for you to be an imposter because you are supposed to have that thing. And everything that flows out of your mouth with that belief starts to reinforce that idea. People want to give you things. The more that I'm saying that I'm a content creator, I'm a host, I'm a speaker, the more that other people are giving me ideas, they're sending me stuff on LinkedIn, they're talking about me in different ways because I staked it in my mind and then I start to speak it out of my mouth. And my next, my last booking that I had, I didn't pitch for it. Somebody came to me with it, but I had to talk about what I'm doing in a different way. When people were still sending me job link things, I'm like, okay, well, I'll do this now. And so now they've changed. Anybody sent me an advertising job 
because I've spoken out of my mouth that I want to work in advertising. But before I did that, please, I was like, well, who's going to have me speaking at that event? Now, why would they have me doing that? <laughs> and I had imposter syndrome about it because that's not what I do. Even though it could be, there was no message out in the world that said that that's not what I do. It was all mental. I told myself that that's not possible for me. Not right now. I need more skills. I need to know more people. I need more practice. That's what I said. Even though I release a show every week, I talk to people all day. And my advertising job, on calls all day. That's what I do. And I tell them I need more practice. Talking. I've been talking for 29 years. That's what I do. But in my mind, I decided that I would be a fraud if you asked me to talk. And so that is what came out of my mouth. And when I changed that, things changed for me with how I felt about me. And it changed with how other people perceived me. And even when I don't get the perception, right? Somebody somewhere is still thinking, I'm advertising right now. But I'm not impacted by that because I have come to one with who I am. So then it's not that I'm an imposter now, right? I don't think that. I just am like, okay, there is a lack of awareness on your end. <laughs> but it's not that I'm not aware of who I am. I'm, it's not that I'm not aware of what I have going on. You're not aware, right? And so I'm fully walking in my calling and who I'm supposed to be because I have decided in my mind what it is. And now I'm attracting it in the natural if you have not made up your mind yet and it is hard for you, ask Jesus to help you. God will help you. He will send you signs, directives, people. Talk to a friend about what you want to do, somebody that is open. They're also in a creative space. They're trying some new things. They're daring and taking some steps that are kind of courageous for them right now. Having a buddy <laughs> to jump out the plane with will help you because you'll, you'll feel like, okay, well, at least if I'm falling and I'm, ah, I'm falling with someone that can be helpful. Writing things down. Y'all know it. I just bought a new journal yesterday. Writing things down is helpful. It gets things out of your mind and on paper. And I actually, last week, um, I was anxious one day and I did an exercise. Very, very helpful. I got it from a person at my church who was counseling me and she had me on one side, I write the anxious thought. For here, it could be, what's the imposter syndrome thought that is what's giving you fright, it's keeping you up at night. It's the thought that's not helpful, but it's your real thought. It's what you have, it's where you're at right now. You write that on the left side and you keep it a book. Don't try to sugarcoat it because sometimes writing it out can be like, dang, this is what I think, it's what you think. So write it out and keep it a book. On the right side, you put the rational counter thought. And if you listen to the episode, um, Lost for Words, Marissa kind of talked about like things that are probable versus things that we just make up, right? Probable and likely, I believe. Um, it's a really good episode if you are kind of in your head a lot. We talked about that. But you write out what's the rational thought. And so an example is my hair is looking crazy, but you need to go to Target, right? And so on the left side, I'll be like, everybody going to be looking at me and I look crazy in this store and I might run into my husband and he's going to see me looking crazy in the store. That's what we think sometimes when we're getting ready. It's like, huh, I really need X, some coffee cream so I can drink my coffee. But I look crazy right now. So <laughs> I don't want to leave the house and I'm. it's just going to be just my look. I'm going to run into my man and I look crazy. That is the thought. 
on the other side, to rationalize that I couldn't leave my house, I would write, everybody in Target is in there getting their Target things. So I can go to Target however I need to go to Target, looking how I need to look to get my Target things. Like That's what all of us are doing. We're all doing the same thing. And if I run into a young bachelor in Target and I'm not looking my best, if he really about talking to me, that's not going to face him whatsoever. My aura, my vibe is also attractive. And my aura, my vibe is not based off of how I look. I just naturally carry that. And I think that's attractive. And if you, my man, you will too. That is the rational thought. Even though my initial thought, the thought that could halt me in getting ready is that I look crazy right now and the coffee cream going to have to wait because I can't go to Target looking like this. And we have to sometimes get it out of our minds and on a paper and it starts to make you feel better. I wrote like front and back. I wrote hella <laughs> of those thoughts because it's a lot of stuff swimming in my head and all of it low-key was making sense at the time. Like I was like, no, this thing is going to happen. This thing is scary. This is intimidating. I don't know about this here. Like it was just a lot. And when it's a lot of those things at one time swimming in your head, yeah, it's going to stop you from doing a lot because they all seem like they're making sense because it's your head and you're thinking it. When you get it out of your mind and somewhere else, whether that's talking to a friend and your friend presents the rational counter thought to you, if it's on paper, if you watch a video that is somebody in the, your same situation, but they're like, oh, this is how I X, Y, Z. And it starts to build your faith, whatever that thing is, you need a counter thought to come your way. So that way you start to move in the direction that you need to move and you change the words that you speak. If you don't, everything that you say will affirm the imposter or anxious thoughts that you're having. I promise y'all it works. At my first couple times I was writing, I was like, I'm doing this little exercise, but I don't know. When I got to about, I don't know, eighth one, I was like, well, I got a couple more things I could add. And it really helped your girl out. And so that is a little exercise that I leave you cool kids with this afternoon. I love y'all. Y'all know this. And I'm rooting for y'all. And um, we got a lot of cool kid things that are coming up that I'm super excited about. So be sure that you are keeping up with all the cool kid happenings and you can do so. But of course, follow me on all the socials, but also subscribing to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. The cool kids that are signed up to the newsletter are going to get an exclusive announcement before everybody else, but it's only for the newsletter people. So if you ain't one of them people, you need to tap, tap, tap in. I love y'all. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.